Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Dream Big Podcast with Bob Goff and friends. This is the co-host, Scott Schimmel, and I'm here with Bob Goff, as always. Hey, everybody. I'm so glad you're joining us again today. If you got a seat, you got to put a seatbelt on because we have Maria Shriver today. And wow, she has just uh, accomplished so much in her life. We're studying this idea of taking action as we look at the seven different uh, framework items around taking an ambition, mm-hmm. exploring opportunities, clearing the path. And right now we're on taking action. Mm-hmm. And she's actually made a bunch of moves in her life. Yeah. And I'm not one who likes endings, whether it's Game of Thrones, Avengers, or Cheers. I just don't like when things end. And that's okay, because most of life is in the middle. It's continuing to move forward in the middle. Maria is someone that has spent a lot of time in the middle, pursuing things that really matter to her. Yeah, and so I would say as you uh, hear the things that she's talking about, what I want you to do is thinking about your life. What are your ambitions? Mm -hmm. What's the next move that you make to take action on that ambition? Move from just preparing to being ready. Because it's there's a safe harbor in preparing and preparing and preparing, and there's a different thing when you say I am ready right yeah. now. Yeah. So let's listen in to Maria, and, and we had just such a fun conversation. So Maria, thank you so much for making time to visit. Just good to see a friend. Nice to see you, Bob. I wanted to visit with you because I think your enthusiasm is infectious. Uh, your joy is not Inspiring. And so I I did this because I, I wanted a little bit of Bob <laughs> in my life to start the week. So it's great. So thank you. I think one of the things that uh, people have in common is that we all have ambitions. And some, uh, the ambition is let's fly to the moon. And the other person's ambition is let's walk across the street. And they're both beautiful. Like God never compares what he creates. Um, right. But one of the things that we've been doing is to figure out what your ambition is, to take action on that ambition, not just keep it brain candy. And I thought, what better person to talk about taking action than you? Uh, because you've just actually been so good at it your whole life. So tell us about some of your ambitions that you've had and, and the next things that you did to go after them. Um, well, I think your ambitions or your goals can change uh, by the decade or across your lifetime. Um, when I was a really young girl, I was uh, a competitive horse rider, and then I was a competitive athlete in my high school. So my ambition was to do well and those sports. When I graduated from college, I wanted to be a journalist and um, I wanted to do really good pieces on television that I thought would inspire people sitting at home. And so I wanted to reach a large audience. So I decided to learn everything I could about media, about journalism, uh, behind the camera, so that when I was ready to go in front of the camera, I felt secure knowing every aspect of the business. So I started really as an intern. I worked the overnight desk. Then I became a writer. Then I became a sound woman. Then I became a producer. And then I finally became an on-camera journalist and kind of worked my way up to becoming an anchor. And um, I wanted to be an anchor of a morning news show. And so I became the anchor of the CBS Morning News Show and um, have been working in journalism really since the age of 21 when I graduated from college. And I had different um, ambitions in that business. I took a leave of absence from the media business when I became first lady of California. And then when I finished that, 
job, I joined the media business again, and always with the goal of trying to do really quality journalism, because I believe that really good journalism can move humanity forward. I really do believe that good journalists form people and inspire them. And so I was really very focused on that aspect of my life. I think my ambition, so I wanted to learn everything I could, as I said, about the business. I talked to people who were successful in it, from the cameramen, the sound people, the lighting people, producers, on-camera people, to try to understand what it would take for me to be successful in that business. And what I learned it would take was, you know, incredible work ethic, incredible flexibility in moving for the right jobs, endurance, stamina, persistence, and... Um, you know, never taking no for an answer. So that's what worked in that business. Yeah, one um, of the things then when I, I became a mother. Let me just Sorry. pause for a let me just pause for a second. And as you uh, talk about this arc of uh, things for the people that are listening, these are things that don't come really quickly. Like we watch hour and a half TV shows, and it makes it sound like all this is knit together in a week or a month. This is like something you are after for years and years and years. Yeah, but somebody asked me the other day, like, how did you get that gig you have now on the Today Show? I was like uh, 40 years of working in the field, 40 years of, you know, having different jobs in journalism, uh, doing different doc documentaries about issues that I was uh, passionate about and kind of staying the course, as you say. Yeah, one of the things that I think is so important for the people listening uh, to, to know is that these ambitions that you have, the beautiful ambitions are worth pursuing and they're worth the decades of time this is going to take to get there. I know sometimes people will say, well, yeah, it's easy for you if, and I'm thinking, yeah, if you just spend a half a century of tireless work, it'll look yeah, easy. Yeah, I, I think for me, I also wanted, um, I thought people would say, oh, it's easy for you because you are from the Kennedy family. Your name is Maria Schreiber. So I wanted to make sure that I worked my way up and I wanted to make sure that I worked behind the camera and that I put in the grit and the determination uh, to survive in that business. I think obviously your name can always help you get an interview. It can help you get your foot in the door, but people don't keep you for 40 years. You can't stay in a business and a career uh, for a really long time. If you're not good at it, if you're not working hard, if you're not, um, achieving right and so that was super important uh, to me to put in the uh the kind of the sweat uh to make sure that i earned it the old-fashioned way and it was really important to me to do uh, award-winning work in journalism to be able to look at my career um and feel proud of the work that i had done um and also to turn down certain things that didn't fit with my vision for myself or the kind of work I wanted to do. Oh, I, I want to visit on uh, two of those things. First of all, when you're talking about journalists and you're a uh, superb journalist, but uh, there's more to you than that. You've, you've got a book, I've been thinking, you've got a podcast by the same name. Um, it's more than just uh, documenting what's happening in the world. You actually want to breathe hope and give a sense of meaning and purpose. Can you tell us about that and what drives you? Yeah, I think I was saying that the journalism was really my ambition in my 20s. And then my ambition uh, in my 30s was to be the best possible mother 
that I could be. Um, I was somebody who was kind of scared to become a mom. I was scared to figure out like, how am I going to do that with my career? Because there weren't uh, women in journalism that were out in the field and also pregnant. Today, we see so many more women who are in the business getting pregnant and keeping their jobs, but that didn't exist for me at the time. And so my ambition changed when obviously I got married and when I became a mom, I wanted to be a great wife and a great mother and my career dropped down really into second or third place. And then um, I would say that after I was like focused on being a wife and a mom and also keeping my career going, but it definitely wasn't at the same level. I started to write books. And my first book was a book called What's Heaven, which was a children's book about questions around death and grief and dying and what happens when a grandparent or anybody else experience, you experience a loss. And that kind of started me into writing books. I was always writing pieces for my journalism, but then I started writing books. I wrote three children's books. I wrote uh, 10 Things I Wish I'd Known Before I Went Out Into the Real World, which was really a journalism career advice book. I wrote a book called One More Thing Before You Go, which was a, a book to high school graduates, particularly girls. I wrote I've Been Thinking a Year Ago, um, which was was really a collection of essays that I've been thinking about, issues that I've been thinking about a course over the course of my lifetime on subjects from faith to forgiveness to careers to uh, motherhood to um, life in general. And uh, that book did extremely well because I think it's I wrote about subjects that we're all kind of thinking about and our opinions about these subjects um, change. And I think we need permission to what, change our minds about different things. What's one of the uh, things that you say to encourage people and perhaps someone listening has an ambition, but they just feel stuck. They just can't seem to get wheels on this. Uh, it, it's uh, easy to look at your life and see, well, you seem to be able to just uh, breeze through those and make those transitions. What's a, a word of encouragement for people that are just feeling a little bit stuck or that this isn't the time yet? Yeah, I would say, first of all, I haven't breezed through. I think that's a misconception. Um, I think, you know, it may look to you like I've breezed through, but I don't breeze through. So I think anybody who's struggling, um, I've been there. So I think people who are struggling feel like, oh my God, I'm the only one struggling. Look at her, she breezes through. And that's not true. And so um, I think uh, being lightening up on yourself when you're struggling is super important. Uh, beating yourself up never gets you anywhere. Uh, shaming yourself never gets you anywhere. And I think if you have an idea, just take a baby step. Um, figure out, you know, is there a way maybe you could start writing about your idea? Uh, I have a Sunday paper, which goes out every Sunday. We use people write to us and they write pieces in it. And it's oftentimes the very first piece they've ever written. And that that gets them going and they start writing a blog and then they self-publish. I go. think just taking a step towards whatever it is that you're doing. If you have a passion to help women, uh, in domestic violence situations, go volunteer at a shelter. If you're really interested in the issue of cancer, go volunteer perhaps at a nonprofit. There's so many nonprofits, including the one that we started, the Women's Alzheimer's Movement, who need people who have talent and creativity, 
who have marketing skills, uh, who want to build movements, who need people with passion and excitement. So just start, just pick up the phone or now probably just send an email uh, to something that you're following uh, that you're doing in your free time. You know, it's kind of, you know, people always are saying to me, I can't find my passion. I can't find my passion. I go, well, what do you do in your free time? They're like, you know, I go and I read articles about wellness. I go, well, then go work in that space. Or I, you know, want to work with children. Well, go work in that space. Follow what you do when no one's watching. Follow what you do um, that you wish you could get paid for. Because I have to say in my career, whether it's in making documentaries, working to find a cure for Alzheimer's, doing my Sunday paper, my journalism, I've never felt ever like I was working. Because even though I work really, really hard and I work all the time, I feel like it's a joy and a privilege and a blessing and a passion. There's something about getting uh, skin in the game and uh, uh, two thoughts about uh, misperceptions of people. It's easy if you're listening to see somebody's life and think that it all came together. Yet You've heard Maria say this is a 40-year arc of tireless work and showing up just constantly. And so to, to find some place, get some skin, don't make a list, make a call. And that's what it's like to take action. I think, you know, I think it's also, we look at everybody else and I think social media has done this as well. And I think we look at what they're doing and it has this indirect feeling that comes over us going like, we're doing nothing. And I think, uh, uh, and I've experienced that too. I look at some of the things on social media. I'm like, wow, look at that person's doing this. They're doing that. They're building schools. They're running all over. Like, what am I doing? And I think it's really important to take a step back from that and have some silence in your life, uh, to have some rituals in your life um, that bring you back to your center, to figuring out why you are here, not why Bob is here or Maria is here or so-and-so and so-and-so is here, but why are you um, here and what is it that you are here to do? And you may be here to be the best school crossing guard. You may be here to be the best first grade teacher. You may be here to be the best executive assistant. You may be here to be the best wife. You may be here to be the best mother. Um, we all have, I believe, a divine calling. And I think stepping away from all this comparison is a really important first step. And kind of trying to be brave enough to spend some time with yourself listening to your own voice about what is good for you and then staying that course. Like in my family, I was the first person to go into journalism. Everybody's like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? And I was like, because that spoke to me. And so people will try to push you off of what's speaking to you. And you have to be confident, I think, in your own voice. And also you have to give yourself permission for that voice to evolve and change. Yes. Bingo. Like that whole idea of being a new creation. Like I've spent 60 years being old Bob, but new Bob woke up this morning. I'm like, well, what's he good at? And to your point about a comparison, I think we just need hoodies 
that say comparison's a punk. <laughs> if you're listening to this podcast in your car, just pound the steering wheel and say comparison is a punk because it just keeps you away from who you're supposed to be. It'll steal your lunch money and you never get around to being you because you're trying to be somebody else and we're no good at it. <laughs> we're like, we're barely good at being us. I think it's very, I think it's easier said than done. I think it's very, um, you know, I think all of us fall victim to that. All of us, you know, can't help but look and see what other people are doing and then think like, well, what about what I'm doing? Does what I'm doing feel small? Does what I'm feeling feel valuable? So I think it's important to know that everybody experiences that. I think, you know, I think the one thing I've learned is that everybody experiences that and that we don't know what's really going on in other people's lives. We don't really know about their struggles. We don't really know uh, the truth about their lives. And so I think it's like, take a step back. It's, it's, it's hard enough to get your own life in order. It's hard enough to be present in your own life, to show up as you want in your own life. So um, I think, you know, try to focus as best you can. And if you fall into comparison, just pick yourself back up again and say like, okay, I understand why I did that, but now let me get back on track. Yeah, think about a calling. Sometimes we think of a career. What if your calling is to kindness? To just say, you know, well, my big ambition is to be kind to people. And that's not a lesser version. That's perhaps the highest version of our humanity is to be kind to people. And then when somebody does something kind of wonky, uh, to be just generous with the assumptions that you make about them, to assume that they're having a bad day or something. I think this idea of taking action is to be like, to your point about being self-aware, creating enough space that you can actually breathe again, and then keep your eyes on your own paper and say like, I'm just not going to be trying to figure out everybody else's life and what they ought to do. And to realize these snapshots that we see on social media and elsewhere, there are a lot of the conclusions that it's the happy ending, but we all live in the middle. And it's the middle as we're moving towards something. Um, and to pick beautiful ambitions, tell us in the next, uh, you and I are going to take uh, walks together between now and then and, uh, and talk about it incrementally. But tell me in five years, if we're talking, tell me about the person that you imagine you'll turn into. What's different about you? Uh, well, I think again, within five years, I'll probably be a grandmother. Uh, yes. but, uh, I think within five years, I will be closer to, uh, um, making sure that all women are educated about their increased risk for Alzheimer's, that all women will be more aware of their, um, decade by decade changing health. Um, I think that I'll have been, uh, successful in spreading that message. I hope I will have been successful in perhaps changing lives for women when they think about their health. Uh, and how it changes over the decade. And I'm hopeful that I'll still be uh, um, feeling productive, that I'll be feeling uh, useful, that I'll be uh, still curious, still interested. And I think I'll still be very much the same person. Um, but uh, I hope I'll be just a little bit closer to my goal and maybe my work and the Alzheimer's and women's space will, will just be like a tad bit easier. <laughs> yeah. One of the things, okay, so you're listening and you heard five years down the line for Maria. And here's my question to you. If you're listening, what's five years down the line for you? Like, what do you want? 
write those things down so you have something that you're aiming for. And they can be beautiful ambitions like grandparents or relationships that you're not in or whatever it is. Um, and it could have some fun things in there. Maria, one thing you don't know about me, when I uh, turned 60, I bought a dirt bike. I've been trying to learn how to jump it. I've gone 30 feet so far, but the bike's only gone 20. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. We're right over the handlebars. I think but that's just, another thing. I, I hope in five years from now, I'm going to be doing um, more fun things. I work a lot right now. One of the things I do every year that's really fun for me is I go on a trip with my kids. Um, and I want to keep that uh, tradition alive. Um I think it's a really, you know, I'll, I always have Sunday dinner with my kids and their friends, and I want to make sure I keep that tradition alive. I really look forward to that, and I think they do too. And um, so I want to keep some traditions that I have uh, alive, and I want to add more fun ones. Yes, these traditions and rituals you were talking about, uh, those are the things that, yeah, we have one when uh, everybody comes over for dinner. If we have guests, they climb underneath the table and sign underneath. And so hundreds of little traditions, there's a reason behind everything. And that's what keeps you from looking at everybody else's stuff. Because if you live a purposeful life, if you know why you're doing what you're doing, if it's so filled with purpose, you won't be trying to get validation from everybody else. And, uh, and I just uh, so appreciate that you have a gift of creating a lot of hope that you're really generous with your time. I know it's a lot of work, um, but I, I'm glad that you're uh, with your uh, words on Sundays, with the words during the week that you're getting out there. I just want to thank you. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Well, I love the there. Sunday paper and my new podcast is called Meaningful Conversations. And I, I try to, to, you know, advocate to people to have these meaningful conversations around your Sunday dinner table, around, you know, great food and family traditions, and that, you know, keep your definition of family open and ever expanding. So the goal of the Sunday paper is really to kind of give you kind of positive, motivating, inspirational news, and give you the idea that you can have these meaningful conversations that are really, I think, draw people closer together, connect people uh, in a way that superficial conversations never can. So um, my meaningful conversations, my Sunday paper, the Sunday dinner recipe that I put out, they're all in the Sunday paper and my passion to find a cure for Alzheimer's are all connected because they all involve meaning, connection, inspiration, and the individual themselves. Well, I'm grateful for you. Thank you so much for loving people well, and I'm looking forward to seeing you again in person real soon. I would love that. Thank you, and good luck to you. We want to let you know that this fall, we're doing a couple more live Dream Bake workshops. Why? Well, hundreds of people have gone through them now, and their lives are being changed, and their dreams are being realized. So we're just going to keep doing them. Mark your calendars for October 11th through 14th. It's four days at OnSite where the team there will take you through a deep dive into the inner workings of your lives, and Bob will guide you through the Dream Big framework. Also, later that month, October 22nd and 23rd, two days, live workshop in Atlanta, Georgia. We have more information on the website, dreambigframework.com. That is dreambigframework.com. 
Okay, you're hearing it first. We have a new line of clothing, the Bob Goff line. Comparison is a punk hoodies. Are we Come making on. Those? Oh, we're totally doing <laughs> that. Put those babe. on the store. Yeah, that's it. And if anybody thinks their hoodie's better, say, like, you're a punk. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, she said this great quote. She said, when you get lost, when you get kind of in the middle of things, take a step back, take some silence, and find your center again. Yeah. There's something about that in the rush, uh, a person that gets a lot out of activity. I don't know if it's endorphins. I have no sure, idea how yeah. the mind works, but I just want to replace uh, some time of thought and introspection with a lot of activity yes. because it gives the impression that you're making headway. But sometimes right. a lot of activity isn't a lot of headway. Yeah. It's just a lot of activity. Yeah. If that's you, then mm -hmm. ask yourself, why am I doing what I'm doing? Mm -hmm. And to say, what are some steps I can take next to take action yeah. in meaningful ways on ambitions I've had for a long time? I'm not just going to be preparing. Yep. I'm going to be ready. It's almost like a badge of honor these days to be busy. Like that's what makes you valuable or cool. If you're not busy, what are you doing? But you have a great point. It's about being busy in the right direction. That's one of the reasons we put together this little giveaway this month so that you can become what we call your own action figure. And it's not just about getting stuff done. It's about getting the right stuff done, zeroed in on the big ambitions you have, which is going to be in the distant future, very likely. Yeah. And the thing about action figures, if you uh, read the box on the action figure, wouldn't say all the opinions the action figure had. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I find a lot of people spend much of their day talking about their opinions. What action figures do, it says what it does. Hmm. It shoots laser from right. its elbows right. it yeah, yeah. does whatever Saves or what if the action figure says well what i do it just serves people <laughs> i'd buy that action figure yeah. Yeah. It, it values other people more than themselves it, it actually delights in uh, meeting people asking a question to somebody in need giving somebody a cool glass of water would that yeah. be an action figure yeah. i'd buy that thing in a hot second right next to my hoodie that says comparisons <laughs> yeah, totally, of totally. <laughs> well you have a call to action people in the show notes there's a downloadable PDF for you. Become your own action figure. Thanks so much, Bob. Hey, thanks, Scott. And uh, for those of you that are listening, take your next step. Don't take all of them, just the next one.